So I'm very interested in fraud and I am most interested in crypto related fraud, financial related fraud, because that's typically where you see fraud. But, um, you know, affirmative action also deeply offends me. And not only is it just discrimination based on race, um, but what else could it be? I was trying to categorize it because uh, I'm always thinking about fraud going on in the crypto universe. Um, and I asked myself, is affirmative action a type of fraud? Is it fraud? Well, you have to know what fraud is, <laughs> number one. And I, I think a lot of people don't know what fraud means. Um, so if you don't know what the definition of fraud really is, um, it's hard to, to answer that question. Well, um, there's a really good explanation of what fraud is, in my opinion, uh, from the, from an objectivist source. So they explain fraud as being a crime, being a type of theft where, um, someone voluntarily hands you over money or some good or something of value, maybe a job, um, under false pretenses or under some kind of deception. Um, and so if someone is being given a job based off of their skin color, instead of based off of, can they actually do the job? Will they bring value? Uh, are they the best person for the job that I can hire? Right. Because, you know, the amount of money that an employer can pay for someone to, uh, to work for them, um, will depend on the quality of people that, apply for that job. So you're not always just going to get the best person for the job, but want to hire the best person that applies for your job that you're advertising. You would be interested in, uh, you know, hiring the best out of those applicants. So the best person, the way that we, you know, in a meritocratic society, where we base, you know, um, skills and ability sort of based on merit. And we have ways that we can try to measure that objectively. It's not every, it's not every time perfect, but we, you know, have skills tests or we often look at prior, you know, resume, you know, job history, stuff like that. Um, but if someone is been given a job where none of that really matters. It doesn't matter what you have done in the past. It doesn't really matter if you're the best one applying for the job, best one in terms of skills, right? Skills acquired. Uh, if, if, if someone is being given the job just based off of their skin color, which affirmative action gives blacks basically the job because they're black, um, doesn't mean that they don't have some experience they could very well have some experience, but by nature it's, they're not the best person, right. For the job. Like, because, because if, if they need affirmative action, they're using an advantage, right. And so it's a government sanctioned advantage. 
it's a government forced advantage. So the deception is, is that affirmative action candidates get the job, not, you know, based off of, um, some extra help, right? Some, some kind of incentive from the government. So it's fraudulent. Now who it's deceptive in that, um, uh, assume that these people got their jobs the normal way based on competition, the type of fraud, broadly speaking, in that they've been given a job, right, under sort of uh, false false pretenses, under this, this assuming to be that they can do the job, <laughs> but they really got hired because their employer was forced to because of affirmative action or some kind of diversity quota or mandate. So, um, it's, it, it's deceptive or it's fraudulent or it's a, in a way it's a theft of someone getting a job that they wouldn't have got, uh, gotten unless, uh, unless they had the affirmative action law. So it's a theft from the employer. If the employer is being forced to hire, you know, black people based on affirmative action or certain quotas or other races or women or LGBTQ, whatever victim group you want to talk about, uh, they're being forced to hire these people. Um, so it's a theft on the employer by the person who gets the advantage. So the, the, the person that's hired, but also it's sort of a theft on the other people who competed for that job, who were denied, um, a fair and equal, you know, fighting chance based off their skills and interviews because they were not the right uh, race or gender. So um, it is a type of theft, in my opinion. Now, while affirmative action is the law of the land, it's a government sanctioned uh, type of theft, right? So, um, yeah, until affirmative action, I suppose, is turned 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 over or you know reevaluated or found to be illegal, if it is in fact found to be illegal, then uh, affirmative action is the lay of the land, and um, it's a type of of fraud. It's a type of theft that goes on right under all of our noses, right? Where some people are given unfair advantages. Um, and it, it's a type of theft under this idea of almost deception because the other candidates, they don't know sometimes when they're applying for a job that, that the employer wants to fill a quota, right? For diversity hire. Now, sometimes they tell you, but they're not supposed to because, you know, even though affirmative action is sort of the lay of the land, and they say it's perfectly legal. Well, then why don't employers actually admit? Now, some do, but most don't. Why don't they have in their job description, hey, we're looking for a black, you know, LGBTQ or, or some other diversity hire, right? If affirmative action is, is perfectly acceptable and legal, which is how we treat it now, why don't they advertise it in their descriptions, right? Why don't they say who they're looking for for what particular position they're advertising for. And, you know, this is 
So with, with fraud, you need some kind of inducement. You need some kind of deception. Somebody willingly hands something over to you under a misstatement of a fact, right? Well, it's not really a misstatement of a fact, is it? Uh, and that the employer is under no illusion that they, they have to hire this black person because otherwise they'll, they'll, they'll have the civil rights division down their throat if they have you know, a certain number of employees. So it's almost like they're not being deceived, right? They're not really being conned, but they are being coerced into hiring these people, potentially against their will, right? Um, so is it deception? Is it a type of fraud? Or is it just flat out theft? I mean, maybe it's just flat out theft. Um, I have to think about that some more. Is it fraud or is it theft? Because really the difference between fraud and theft, you know, outright theft, is that theft is done overtly at the threat of a gun, right? Fraud is where you get someone to give you the, the thing of value, in this case, the job, by deceiving them, right? So this might be by somebody saying, beefing up their resume. That would be fraud, actually. So the employer is hiring them under false pretenses. But yeah, affirmative action, I'm revising my thinking here, just on the fly. It's more overt, isn't it? Because the government has the guns. And so the government is overtly coercing employers to hire certain affirmative action people, you know, it's at a certain quota, um, by the force of the state, by the force, and that's by the force of the gun, because the state holds the power, holds the coercive power, holds the guns. So no one is really under any illusion of why these employers are having to hire these affirmative action people or colleges, right? Or, or whoever, right? Or, or businesses, big businesses. Everyone knows why. And it's the power of the state. They could come after you. They could shut down your business. They could give you a fine, right? Um, so it's actually overt. It's actually it's a threat of physical violence to hand over stuff. Stuff in this case is actually referring to the jobs that uh, are being given, right, to certain people based on their race and gender, otherwise called affirmative action, or just preferences, race preferences, race quotas, <laughs> diversity, inclusion um, initiatives to hire so many people of a certain race or gender. It's, it's overt, right? So um, I'm interested in the broad concept of fraud because it, it, it's more interesting than just overt theft because it involves trickery, deception, and it doesn't involve the threat of a gun. It doesn't involve the threat of the state. So this is how I distinguish it now. Affirmative action is not a type of fraud because it does require the threat of the state to enforce. Now, some people might say they'll do it on their own, right? That's, that's fine. But the ultimate authority on who gets hired and fired and the pressure, right? So the punishment, if you don't do something, is the state. The states are the ones with the guns. So it's an overt type of theft. And it's actually, I'd say, a theft from the employer who's being forced to hand over the job to the affirmative action hire. 
and the the people that don't get the job because they're competing with the affirmative action hire, they're actually, you know, I have to say that they are the same position that they were in before, whether that employer denies them the job or not, sort of regardless of the reason why. But they still are harmed more so by the effect of this law, which is to coerce employers to hire affirmative action people. But the effect of that is to discriminate against and you know everyone else who doesn't fit those you know check those boxes so the effect of it is actually discrimination but the 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 real thief, thievery is happening against the person who has to or the institution or the company who is hiring who's being forced to hire a based off of race or gender yeah, so I was trying to compare, you know, my interest in financial fraud, you know, to affirmative action, this concept of, you know, is it a fraud, right? I just sort of on the fly uh, thought about it and arrived at the conclusion, my conclusion, that affirmative action is a type of just overt theft, uh, you know, enforced through the state using uh, laws, and those laws are on the, you know, on the books by the, the threat of physical violence, which the state has uh, to enforce these affirmative action laws. Um, the real victim is the employers giving them the jobs, right? Or if it's the state doing it, if it's the federal government doing it, it's the taxpayers, right? Because the, the state is really just the taxpayers. Uh, and the side effect is the discrimination of other groups who do not have this specific advantage um, that, that affirmative action is giving some groups and not others. But the real victim is actually the employer. Um, so it's actually not a very interesting type of crime. I mean, it's it's still it's interesting in the fact that it's a government law and they're they're the ones actually directly enforcing it. Although you know, not not every instance is is actually enforced. Um, so it you know the government can only go after so many people, I suppose. But uh, it's not interesting from a like a. a a fraud case. I don't think it's a fraud case because no one's really, the employer isn't really being deceived. They know what the law is and they're deciding to comply because they don't want to have a gun in their face from the state, right? Or, you know, civil fines or whatever, but that's, that's still the same thing is the government telling you what to do. Um, you know, because they have the guns, they have the authority, they have the power. Um, but fraud, um, can a state, pr um, commit fraud? Maybe against another state? Can a state commit fraud? I guess they could. Yeah. So a state can commit, can commit fraud if they are deceiving someone or another country to give them things under false pretenses. That would be fraud. Um, but financial fraud is, is where you trick someone into handing you over something and then you get that benefit. Uh, and then the employer or whoever it is that, that, that gave you the thing of value um, is the victim, is the one that's deceived. Because they wouldn't have handed you this thing over if if you were honest with them, right? Or if they know the tr knew the truth. So, um, so an employer can be a victim of fraud when, again, someone lies on their resume 
right? And they hire them based on that misstatement of fact. And then they find out it's not true. Um, that would be employment fraud, or that would be a type of fraud that the employer would be the victim of. Uh, you know, how many times does that happen? I, you know, a lot of people embellish their resume. Uh, but how many times do we hear of an employer, you know, going after uh, an empl- potential employee. I mean, I've never heard, I've never really heard of that. I mean, maybe they, they find out about it. They, what are the worst they do? Probably fire you, give you a bad recommendation or something, but they could technically legally uh, pursue, you know, a civil, civil, civil uh, court against you. If you were to be lying on a resume. Um, but yeah, uh, fraud, financial fraud, is very common because um, it's a type of theft where there's no gun involved, right? No one is, is putting a gun to your head. But what they've done is they've lied to you, they've deceived you, they've told you wrong things, uh, misstatements, etc., in order to get you to hand over something voluntarily, right? You're handing something over voluntarily because uh, only because you've been lied to. But at the time, you don't know that. That's fraud. That's just, and that uses deception. And that is a crime that's pervasive in our society. Pervasive. It's pretty much everywhere and it's hardly ever caught, right? This is a type of crime that people get away with. Um, now, um, if you're interested in financial fraud, I'll just point out a, a conference that I just, um, I saw a bunch of YouTube videos that were, you know, put up and it was a fraud conference that happened, I guess, uh, three weeks ago or so. And, um, I've watched just the intro and then, um, a conversation between Jim Chanos and another guy who teaches financial fraud at a college. And he actually, (laughs) the other guy, I forgot his name, but he was talking about how it's interesting that the study of fraud the sentiment looks today like, you know, with all the crypto stuff going on and everything since 2008, he's, he just commented that it's almost like people are looking to, you know, learn from fr- the fraud and how to participate, right? You hear about a, a pump and dump crypto, cryptocurrency or shitcoin or whatever, and, it, you, you know, how your friend made a lot of money or something. And instead of saying <laughs> to yourself, you know, you know, it's like a pump and dump here. You think it is right. And you just want to get in on the ride instead of saying something like, Oh, that's wrong. Right. To do that. That's sort of fraudulent. Right. That's bad. They no, they're like, how do I do that? You know, how do I create that for myself? That's our current attitude right now in this country. And it's interesting that this particular fraud conference has only been going on apparently for five years. And, you know, it looks like there were like 40 different speakers, but still, it's not a huge conference. I mean, compare that to all the, the cryptocurrency uh, uh, conferences that we see. Compare that to, I don't know, Wall Street Bets probably hasn't has their own kind of conference. Uh, you know, the meme stock stuff. Compare that just to all of the people who want to commit fraud. And maybe they don't even know that what they're doing is criminal. Um, potentially, they just think it's a, hey, well, I could get rich too. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, you know, when you're a trader, you don't really think about who you're trading with. That's not something that you do. I mean, you're, you're buying someone selling, 
uh, you don't really think about the person or their motives for buying or selling. There's always a, there's always, you know, for every trade, <laughs> there's always on someone taking the opposite position or else you wouldn't be able to sell. So, um, uh, yeah, I guess the way that, the way that I think about affirmative action is that it's wrong. Um, because it's discriminatory, but is that just a side effect of it? Is it, is it wrong more so because the government is forcing an employer, a businessman to hire someone like that? So they don't have the freedom anymore to hire whoever they want to. The government is actually forcing at the threat of the, at a gun because they make the laws and enforce them with guns. Um, they have the power to throw you in jail or prosecute you or fine you according to these laws. Um, the real, the real victim is the actual business owner. But what's so funny, it's almost like Stockholm syndrome where the victim, the real victim of affirmative action, technically not like other white people that feel discriminated against. It's actually technically the business owners, the companies, right, that are that are being victimized by the government. But yet, what do we see? We see them defending affirmative action, right? We see them uh, defending it, sticking up for this abuse, right, that they have to endure from the state. Isn't that interesting? Well, why is that? Well, the, a lot of these big businesses that do so are bloated. They have a monopoly, and government sort of grants them a monopoly. The government says, you abide by these rules, right, and it's going to cost a lot of money to comply. You know, you got to hire a big HR department, right? you got to, you know, have the whole department there looking for any kind of, you know, discrimination or whatever. You have to do all these trainings. Um, well, that that sort of provides a moat for them around new people that might might try to come up into the space and compete with them. Maybe a different business that wants to compete. Well, they're going to have to also spend all this money on all the bureaucracy, the HR department, you know, potentially lawsuits, frivolous lawsuits brought on by discrimination law, right? Have to fight these in court, have to fight their own battles with potential employees that feel like they've been discriminated against by another employee that's at the company. This is a huge cost, right? This is a, just a huge cost. And it provides sort of a protective moat around these businesses. So in a way, they pay protection money to the state. They comply with the state's laws. They get benefits by protecting themselves against competitors. So even though initially these anti-discrimination or affirmative action laws might have, might have hurt them in their company, now that they've gotten so big, and I guess they're so profitable that they can afford you know, this, all this extra legal work and bureaucracy and HR department, uh, they can afford it. They know their competitors uh, may not be able to afford it or, or might have difficult, more difficulty, right? A new, a new startup or something trying to compete with them. So now they like the government. They like this discrimination law. Um, maybe it provides more benefits than negatives at, at this point. At, at a certain, you know, size, a large enough size company, right? You could say it provides more benefits. Also, they can look really you know, good, virtuous, like they're, 
helping out, right? <laughs> that they're pro, you know, diversity, et cetera. Maybe, maybe they think that makes them look good. Um, we'll, we'll see, right? I mean, right now that's the belief, right? Wokeness is in, but <laughs> what happens when there's an angry enough, you know, backlash from people who are being discriminated against by the effects of this affirmative action law, right? Who, who aren't really the direct victims. Technically the direct victims are the businesses. Um, but anyways, it's just an interesting idea. Uh, so I'm going to leave this, uh, I'm going to leave this here. Have to go.